0: Welcome to Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, the executive strategist. And really, our mission here is to educate business owners, professionals, the community
1: at large. Today, we're talking about the power of purpose and how it can create change in our lives and really have true impact. But no one can define purpose for you, but you. And it is the why behind everything that we do, but it requires reflection, time, and shifting of energy. And in doing that shift, authenticity is exposed, aroused, right? And at the same time can be challenging and rewarding. Our speaker today is Naz Yenis. And she has an MS in HR Management, Organizational Effectiveness at NYU. She also has studied French and spent about eight months in France as as an exchange student. She's a passion for self-development, growth and thriving. And she's also founder of Blink Minds. Please let us welcome Naz.
2: Yes, thank you, Simone. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome. I'm excited to be here with you all and talk about the power of you and your purpose. I would like to open up our topic with a quote that I really like and also reflects you know, what we'll be discussing today. So go forth and live your dreams with power, passion, and purpose. Remember, you were born for a reason and with a mission, and you must live it. We're going to be talking about the dreams and power and passion and purpose. And I really like this this light first one is a better quality relationship with self and others, and then enhancing decision making and greater creativity. Since I've been working on my purpose and I have become more creative in the areas that I never thought I would be able to. And some of my clients, they have seen the increased engagement and also improved performance at workplaces. So let's turn our authenticity into a miracle. Identifying who you are and real you is extremely critical. And to do that, we need to be very authentic, you know, like to ourselves and live in alignment with who we are. So the first, I want to talk about discovering who we are. We're going to look at our childhood influences and also our passion, you know, what we love to do, you know, when we were a little kid. So discovering who you are. Now I want to talk about, you know, childhood influences. From the first time we open our eyes, you know, we begin um, imitating our parents and um, or those, you know, like around us, caretakers. So when the caretakers, you know, like smile, we we smile when they get frustrated, we learn frustration. So through this process, we start learning what to fear, what to what to what is good, what is bad and how we should react to situations. It also shows us how to manage, you know, our emotions and how to interact with with others. And with that being said, I don't want to point out that we're bo- we're all born with our like own temperament or personality, and which affects you know how we react to situations. But at our core, we learn how to deal with the outside world. From what we learn from those around us, um, as as children age, so simply taking time to reflect on your childhood experiences and the caretakers who influence us will give us um, an opportunity to choose to live differently. So the influences on your world view and core beliefs about about life as children, you know, we we are, we, are we are influenced by many things including our community, our our society, our heritage, you know, the culture that we grew up, even the, you know, like the media that we are exposed to. So while we are looking at the childhood influence, influences, we also look at the roles that we play. I think it's very important, you know, like when, when with my client, when I go through the childhood influences, I see very different examples of the roles that they play because your character, you know, might play other roles that are more like parts of your identity uh, or lifestyle, such as being a leader or helper, or even being a hero. So the roles that you play are not who you are. And simply it's an, it's an aspect of what you do in your life, act out, you know, according to a script that you follow. And it's based on how you have been conditioned to believe that the role is supposed to be played. So, for example, I work with, with people that have developed a role of being a victim. So they always, you know, like find a way of experiences that are going to reinforce that belief. So understanding your role, it's very critical. It's very critical because it gives you a choice to decide if the role that you're playing is the one that really benefits you. So once you identify the roles that you play and how you play them, where you learned, then the role that you can script and your uh, your own role, you can choose uh, to change the role that you play. And each of these roles, you know, like in order to live more authentically as your true self, it's. Should be really more aligned when you know what your purpose. So, the question is here is what role do you play on the stage of your life? And some of the childhood influences, we also see some passions, you know, from our childhood. We never thought about what we used to love, you know, how much time, you know, we used to spend enjoying when we were a little kid. So, you see, in life, there are things that we just absolutely love to do. And there are activities that you know we lose ourselves in getting in the flow and these are the things that you know we are passionate about. But your your childhood, pretty much like a passion, it existed before you developed, you know, filters due to you know like influences or others or limiting beliefs that you have developed, you know, like as you grow up. I also I have seen a few times that you know like um, when i was working with my clients that you know the natural like talent inclination and the interest were lost like along the way because you were told that there were your your, your passion were not practical or you know like not realistic and not worthy so the true you your inner child has always known what you love so the question also here, it's very important that, you know, we ask ourselves, how do we enjoy spending time as a child? The, the second part is looking our insight. And this part, like I see, is very compact. You know, we're going to be looking at our gifts and dreams and values and talents. So when we look at our gifts, what do we have to offer when you feel the most alive and passionate about life? When you're doing what you are made to do, you know, some of the talents that comes to you like naturally. But Sometimes it's obvious, but it was less obvious for me. You know, 85% of the time, like, it might be less obvious. But finding this opportunity to ask yourself, you know, about your best quality, examining your talents and other qualities that can shed some light, you know, like what aspects of yourself that you can do the most good. And uh, which also happens to be the same gift that brings the purpose and meaningful of life. So, and one of the, you know, like practical questions here, even if your, your talent doesn't come naturally, for example, some some influencers, you know, like Beethoven, you know, like Einstein, um, Bill Gates, um, Oprah, you know, there are some influencers that maybe they're coming like natural talent when they were a little kids, but in some cases it might be less obvious. So it's very important to uh, be authentic to yourself and just ask, you know, like um, starting a sentence my best qualities are then there is your dreams what do you really want i really like this part because like my purpose is to really help people to fulfill their dreams especially with blink minds and also going through the purpose workshop your dreams are calling you and the true you already knows and what they are and has never stopped dreaming and often to teach unlocking your passion and purpose, it's really, it's really allowing yourself to remember, you know, your dreams and go for them. And that's why I like this question. And sometimes when I ask, you know, like the answer seems to be very easy, but when you are actually thinking about it, it might be very tough. So if there is, if, if money wasn't the, wasn't the issue and you have no limits, what would you do, you know, like every morning? So this question really just brings your dreams alive. And the next, I want to just look at the values. And if you're today, you know, like not ready to look at your purpose, I think the values is very important to look at it. What do you stand for? You know, like what would it take for you to be living in integrity with who you really are, especially the workplaces? You know, just bringing your value to workplaces where you see their value and your value and what we call it, like it has to be a good fit because this is where you're going to be bringing some of your best qualities, your talents and skills. And if you wanna if you wanna live a life of you know like a passion with purpose, you need to take the time to stir your passion up and allow yourself to be inspired by your own desire to live fully. And that's exactly you know like my journey has been. And it's not um it's it wasn't just easy to answer all the questions you know like two years ago, but now it's even getting better. You know I see a lot of you know like different change and impact in my life and in other other's life as well. Another part of area that I see people asking me a lot that about their passion. Before even you know, like we focus on the purpose, you know, I see that they're asking about their passion. You know, they're disappointed that they, you know there is not one one ultimate thing that stands out for them. You know, like as their passion. But the passion is not something that you you have to found. It's kind of you know like it's something that you develop. And the reason is that the misunderstanding is important because many of the people who determine to discover their passion get very frustrated mm-hmm. and then disappointed. So the third one is really the empowering yourself and really empowering the belief and looking at some of the life-changing experiences. So um, this part is very changes, you know, for each individual. Um, Life-changing experiences, I always say that, you know, people... Everything happens for a reason, especially during the pandemic. You know, i talked to some people who lost their job and um, and looking this moment and understanding, you know, what happened and then looking in the positive side of it. You know, like um, everything happens for a reason. So the question is, like, what does it mean to you? Through these life-changing experiences, I have seen a lot of, you know, like uh, different examples. You know, people are losing their job, you know, like moving different countries, you know, like uh, getting married, you know, like different life-changing experiences will react, will be impacting, you know, like the way that, you know, you are empowering yourself and defining your purpose as well. So, and it is something that we, we tell ourselves, you know, is it just to feel better that like everything happens for a good reason? Well, I guess it depends on the view of your life, um, and that's that's where you know, like some of the times that consequences it really makes a difference. Like when we are when we are just you know like seeing how how we are. How we're just, you know, like a live live with a greater, you know, like sense of purpose, because purposes exist in everything. But in some cases and experiences, it just becomes more obvious. And I feel like you know we have we have two choices in life. We could allow to um, unexpected or negative uh, aspects of life to be a curse or turn them into a blessing. And I see experiences as an opportunity. So in this part of the you know like purpose workshop, I really work with my clients to answer the questions about the challenges you know like experiences, but also just the starting the noticing the negative thoughts and then just bringing the awareness of the positive. I would Eliminating, you know, like empowering beliefs. And this is also, it's very important to just focusing on the eliminating, um, eliminating, you know, common beliefs and empowering and, and choosing the empowering beliefs. So but we need to be choosing empowering beliefs because when we are going through this journey of, you know, finding your purpose and you're going to see a lot of, you know, common and you know, limiting beliefs. You know, uh, I mean, I'm sure you, you have seen or even just, you know, like told yourself, life is so hard, uh, no pain, no gain. And money doesn't grow on trees. So I heard about like these, you know, common, you know, beliefs that is actually holds our, ourselves, you know, like back from our empowering um, ourselves and taking our power back. And and also, you, you know, some of the exercises, you know, like with all these, you know, changing experiences, but also instead of saying no um, or but, just saying yes and end. There, there are some moments that, you know, we want to just, let's say, study something that, you know, we found out through this exercise. And you're saying, okay, you know, it's going to take another three years to finish up, you know, like my my studies that I really want to do. Well, I always tell people that even if you don't study those, you know, like uh, those areas that you have passion. And about it's three years going to pass anyway. So it's very important to just be not delaying, delaying your, your passion and trying to find your purpose. And because of these, you know, like really common limiting beliefs, it's really we're going to take a look at your, your power and your energy and how you are allocating your energy and, you know, like uh, while you're finding your purpose. And being able to understand that you are you're in the driver's seat in your life. And what tends to happen when you're doing this exercise and when I did this for myself, I wasn't able to just look at the percentages. But you feel guilty, you know, okay, how much percent percentage I'm gonna be doing, you know, like pleasing my family or being pessimistic. But these percentages, you can start
0: doing it today. So thanks for this, because when I look at that slide when you go back, mm-hmm. it really talks about the How quiet are you with yourself to enable reflection as well as getting curious from that? And if you're spending a lot of time with others as opposed to yourself, that's the energy piece of transfer that I'm really seeing from that slide. Yeah.
2: Yes, that is correct. And usually, you know, I do this exercise after going through, after starting childhood influences, like going through in the past, like the roles we played, and then it comes more naturally. What are some of the roles that, you know, we are playing, but it's not really truly benefiting ourselves. It also reflects, you know, how much energy we are giving to those areas and that That's how, you know, like this exercise, it just changes. And it seems to be very easy when I first looked at it. But when you worked on it, it it gets a little bit challenging. And then the next slide is there where I say like where the magic happens. So understanding who you are and really finding your life purpose. And it's going to help you to find the right work, place and culture, and which will lead your growth and success. Because identifying all these areas that we have mentioned, you know, like starting from childhood and then inner your core, your gifts and talents and skills and your values, you know, should be really a good match, you know, with the workplace that you're in. And for one good reason that I can think of is really just being psychologically safe to bring your true yourself and authentic yourself and, and being a more in an environment that is more inclusive. And the more you have these good match of your life purpose with the right work culture, you're going to see that you're leading yourself. So you're actually bringing your best qualities alive life more than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And this is my
0: last slide. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for the, the sharing about the purpose. And why I like this energy slide a lot is that you talk about authentic self and it brings up a lot of the emotional pieces that play in really figuring out what your purpose is or even defining who you are, right? And -hmm. so when you went through this exercise, I'm just curious in terms of what did you find in terms of your emotions and what you experienced and your aha moment that kind of shifted?
2: Yes. So the first time I, three years ago, when I saw this exercise, I, I just, I didn't do it. I resisted just because of those emotions that you mentioned, Simone, is that um, going through the emotional self-awareness is not easy to just take on because your know, first, when you start, you know, like going through this exercise, you know, you might, what I found it more, just taking more time is that the percentages that I was putting in, it was really more on the being pessimistic and mm-hmm. pleasing others and also regrets over failure. And then when I go through the other exercises, like the ones that, okay, what what are some of the roles that I play that wasn't really truly reflecting, you know, like myself. When I find those, then I change it Then I go back to this energy goes to part of the regret or failure or being pessimistic. It was because of the roles that I was playing. Mm -hmm. And when I change those and then the percentages, you know, like allocation, my energy um, going through um, these lists. It happened to be more focusing on my authentic self because sure. I was able to I was able to just um, say more about what my best qualities are. I was more embracing, you know, my successes as well as my failures. And that emotional awareness and self regard it really helped me to actually work on these exercises more authentically. Um, and it. then the re- reality testing is also it's very important when you are asking others what are you good at. We usually tend to do this, you know, during the performance review, right? We all have like anxiety with our managers. Okay, what are my best qualities? So this exercise and finding your purpose, it's going to just change the whole perspective because you are going to be leading your success, your best qualities, and you're going to be choosing the way that you want to um, make change in
0: life. And you raised a couple of really interesting um, points, right? Because you talk about one, authenticity. And sometimes people think that in terms of, is there a difference? How can you be authentic as an entrepreneur or if you are employed by someone else? Because people have this narrative, if you will. I hear it all the time that I have my personal self and that I have my business self that I have to be. So how do you talk about authenticity in, in being very fluid and integrated in both worlds? and purpose.
2: Well, I I think what I see it is that when I when I first you know like a mention about the changes that I have seen you know, going through the purpose workshop and then the others as well it's it varies. When you become more creative, when you find your purpose, that creativity and your skills that you develop, it's going to be impacting your your professional life as well. So it's going to just, you know, like help you more comfortable and safe in both places. Coming to me and saying that their engagement improved. Right. So always talk about how to, how to increase, you know, like employees engagement in workplaces. Right. Well, it's really just Inner core, right? You can just put a lot of programs in workplaces. If, if those people are not engaged with what they do, and, and then it's not a good match, you know, with the,
0: your values, what you stand for. But if you're not listening and paying attention, you can miss it, right? Because maybe people are constantly saying, You're a great listener. That's a skill. It doesn't come easy to be an active, reflective listener. Or people are sharing in terms of other pieces, in terms of your connections and ability to relate to people. That's a skill because it's just about relationship building, right? And so I think that creating that space to really be quiet and hear and to listen to what, why do people gravitate towards me? What is it about my energy that's attractive, um, that speaks volumes and also helps in terms of navigating as we kind of define what our purpose is and why we, we are here today?
2: Yes. And and you're right. And, you know, and starting this year and going forward, even with kids right now, we are working on the emotional intelligence, right? Social intelligence, because it's going to be a little bit more important in workplaces instead of having the fixed mindset versus growth mindset. So in that case, you know, going through this, as I have mentioned, with a lot of new like emotions involved and that that also just you know something that aha moment you know for me and saying it loud you know when they say when you're learning a different language say it loud and yes. you hear it you will learn better It's the same thing with emotions you know what am I good at how can I just bring my authenticity into workplaces or
0: if I want to create my own company absolutely so well, thank you Thank you for joining us on Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, and love to see you next time.